Hey, if you saw last week's episode, you know we had some issues with the video, uh, thanks to Google Hangouts on Air, only showing one of the cameras and not switching to who was speaking. Uh, well, this week's episode was recorded in the same session, so it's got the same issue. Uh, apologize in advance, but you can still hear us. And uh, it's just one of the videos on me, Elizabeth, or Doug. It's a bit blurry because I had to zoom in. Sorry about that. We'll be back to normal next time. Hey, welcome to Anime Cons TV. This is our year in review episode, our final episode of 2017. We're taking next week off because it's Christmas. And uh, so every year we sit down and we talk about our favorite and least favorite moments of the last year and what was great, what was not. And uh, so with me this episode, once again, we've got Doug Wilder. Hey, guys. We've got Elizabeth O'Malley. Hey, guys. And we've got Shiva and Sketch. Hello. Hi. And uh, so let's kick this off and talk about, we'll start off on a good note and talk about our favorite moment of 2017. And uh, who wants to go first? Don't all jump at once. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go first. I'll go first. <laughs> um, this little, little, uh, you know, uh, more pers personal and you know, nothing, you know, crazy. But uh, in two thousand five, I made uh, links from Chrono Cross, and in years past, I, always, I remade it and all that stuff. But last year at my Boston, they had a whole retro theme. So I brought it out again one last time, and thanks to wonderful wife Shiva, finally got a photo shoot of it. And that that took was kind twelve of, years. Took twelve years, yeah, <laughs> for me to finally sit down and actually get the professional photographer to actually professionally shoot that costume. So that was actually kind of one of my favorite things. I'm like, got that done. <laughs> Those are good photos too. Man. Yeah, They're really nice. He's awesome. I love that photographer. <laughs> um, I'll go next. Our, mine's just kind of silly, but I loved it. So we didn't go to a lot of cons this year, but at KatsuCon, someone had made a life-size Snorlax ma mascot costume and was just walking around the con and taking pictures of people. It was, the most, first of all, the most adorable thing I've ever seen. The way it walked, like you, I took a video of it, but the way it walked, it just kind of lumbered, and he couldn't obviously see, so if you got too close to it, he would just kind of like bowl into you. <laughs> And it was just really funny watching people interact with it. And like we took pictures with it. And I think it's been a long time since, I don't know, I kind of encountered something like that that was just so whimsical and silly and brought so much joy to like everybody. Like for no particular reason, it was just obviously for like shits and giggles. And it was so much fun and I loved it. <clears throat> nice. Uh, Elizabeth, what's your favorite moment? Um, so mine was actually how impressed I was by Plastic City Comic Con and the side show they put on for $2 and um, the amount of comic books they actually had on sale, unlike other comic book conventions. <laughs> um, so that was that was really cool to see. I was so pleasantly surprised by that convention that um, I think that was my favorite moment. That was, that was pretty cool. And only two dollars. Two dollars. Two dollars. And free parking. And it's like twenty minutes from my house. So that was Can't beat that. Except for the year before when it was free, but <laughs> Okay, well <laughs> I guess I'm next, aren't I? Um I'll say probably my favorite moment. Um just doing stuff with the five oh first in general at uh, Star Wars Celebration was incredible. Hatch trading meetup, which was awesome. But the biggest of it all was doing the giant photo shoot with like over 600 people in 501st costumes in this atrium of the Orange uh, County Convention Center. And just realizing that you're with all these people who love Star Wars as much as you do enough to make these expensive costumes I met like so many good people just standing in this for this giant photo shoot and being in the room when all of us just start chanting 501, 501 was just like unreal. And that was one of those moments I'm never going to forget. And it was probably my only must do part of that convention. Like I, I kind of made a rule for myself that if I do nothing else, I got to be at the 501st photo shoot. I'd seen pictures of it a couple years before 
and this had grown even bigger. Like there was barely room for all of us. And yeah, that, that was hands down probably my favorite moment was just being with that crowd. And that's why I want to join the rebel Legion, maybe eventually the 501st, but I want to be part of that crowd. Yes. Join us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So my favorite moment, and actually I put this in my con report, after the fact, I went and recorded something else because it was so awesome, and I had to mention it. It was at Nerdtacular, the hotel staff. The convention had ended, and so it ended on a Saturday night because it ran kind of Thursday evening to Saturday. And so people they wanted to party on Saturday night, but this is a hotel. And so uh, I was riding up in the elevator to my room, and a hotel staff member got on, and there were some other people. And he said, you guys going to the party? No. No. What party? And so I got off at my floor, and he went up to the next one. And uh, then I was looking in the Discord chat that they had for the convention. And apparently, he showed up at the party and invited them down to the hotel staff room to continue the party in the, the facility, uh, the function room that they use for like lunches and stuff for the for the uh, for the staff of the hotel, and like I've the never, staff cafeteria. Yeah, I've never heard of any convention hotel offering people the sta- the hotel staff's own space uh, with tables and chairs and everything. <laughs> and it's like, you guys want to party? Come on, let's party down here and. The, this, the hotel staff were so friendly all weekend. They just love having us there. I mean, granted, it's Snowbird, Utah in the middle of summer. So they're probably desperate for attention because the winter, it's packed with people coming to ski. The summer, eh, not so much. But I couldn't believe the, the staff there inviting everybody down. And apparently the guy, the same guy that invited people down, uh he had to go to the hospital because he got like uh, the elevator doors kind of uh, crushed him a little bit somehow. I, I'm not clear on that, but he put his life on the line to give these people a party, and it was amazing. And it's probably the last Nerdtacular, but man, everybody wants it again, and they want it there. So, yeah, that, that's my favorite moment. It's always awesome when a hotel or venue staff make the con feel that welcome. Yeah, I've never seen a hotel be as welcoming as this one. It's amazing. And I've gone to like 160 conventions. This was head and shoulders above the rest. So um, Now, the downer is the least favorite moment. And uh, uh, Sketch, do you have a least favorite moment? Uh, I do. It, it's, it's a little odd, but so I was wearing my uh, assassin's blanket, and um, you know everyone likes it or you know whatever. It, it's great. But I had this one guy who was just really adamant. He just loved it so much, and so I went through a whole showing him like the accessories and stuff like that. And then he goes, "Oh man, I've always wanted to do this, but now I can't." I'm like what? I'm like he's like, "Oh, you did it. I I, I can't do it." I'm like. No, you can. You can do it. it. It's been done before. I'm not the first one to do this. And um, and it was just, it, it's not like it ended well. I mean, I convinced the guy, like, you know, try, just do it. Who cares? Who cares if I did it first for you? People did it before me, you know? But it was just one of those heartbreaking things, like, you know, like, ah, man, I, I really hate when someone feels they can't do something because someone's already done it. Like, do it differently, or do it the same, or do it better, or do it your best. It doesn't matter. It's just one of those things just do what you want to do. But it, they've stuck with me a little bit. Ah, it was a downer. Like, ah. Not like the worst thing in the world, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... It's discouraging. Like, man, I want you to do this, too. Why can't you? Oh. I feel like it's, it's like jades your excitement about your own work yeah. in a certain way, you know, because, like, you want to, like, inspire people to do stuff. You don't want to make them feel like they stink at Like, I mean, that's, yeah. it's almost, like, I don't know. A that's a weird feeling. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 the race to be first should never be the only reason to do a costume. Oh, no. Especially now. God, it can never happen. You know, yeah. I mean, like, way back in the day. <laughs> 
you'd have people like I remember when we first started cosplaying. There was always like somebody that like I do this character and like I and like the only them do that. Like, that doesn't happen anymore. Like someone's yeah. the only person to do something. It's not. It's not yeah. possible. It's the same if like you have friends and they, you're like, oh, we want to do this one series, but like more than one person wants the same character. I'm like. Do the character you want. Yeah. You know, yeah. either can find someone for else to fill in or whatever. Don't do what you want. It doesn't matter if someone else in the group wants to do it too. Yeah. This is a hobby. It's supposed to be fun. And, right. And like it's it's so crazy to me too because there's so many ways you could spin that into a positive experience as the person looking at someone else's costume. Because you could look at it like, oh, how'd you do X, Y, and Z? How'd you construct that? And share good ideas. And it's one of those things that you help each other make a better costume. It's it's so easy to spin that to a positive. Yeah, yeah I have, I know I have several people who made like costumes I really liked when I made that costume. I was grateful they had done it so well first because I could use their advice on how to make mine better. So yeah, uh, Shiva, do you have a least favorite moment? Sure. Um, so a katsu, and like I had to struggle to find a least favorite moment, but this was pretty stinky. So it's been quite a few years since I've had the wonderful experience of being like sexually harassed at a convention. I mean, it's relatively like a you know common thing, so it's not like yeah, I can say it's like mind charity, but it's been a while. I feel like the whole cosplay is not consent movement has kind of tamped it down a bit. People ask permission before they touch you now, and like for pictures, where I feel like it used to be the wild west a little bit. Um, and so I guess it caught me more off guard than it would have back in the day. But we were at Katsu, and we were at um, the dance, and some guy basically tried to, like, drag me out a door because he decided that I was good-looking and that I was going back to his room with him. Like, I was really walking with a pack of friends. You were, like, five feet away. That was uh, the last he person didn't even in the line. So, but, but, yeah. like, but it was like, he was like, yeah, so you're coming with me. I'm like, no, I'm not. And I was super sober, too, which is probably why I remember it so well. But, uh, and he was trying to drag me out the door. And I look up, and luckily he was smaller, and I kind of was like, get the hell away from me. But, and it was fine, and in that it ended well. But I was so pissed about it. I was like, I thought we were over this. I mean, granted, in the climate we are right now, mm. absolutely not. And I don't even think he was attending the con. I suspect he was I, not. He did not seem like a he person. He was like someone who was at the hotel for something that was happening after. Right, but we don't know that. But it was just kind of like, oh yeah. We're still here. Wow. It, like It's like my husband's two feet away. It doesn't matter. My friends are right around. It doesn't matter. People don't care. Ugh. It's... So. Ugh. Yeah. Good time. <laughs> Elizabeth, what have you got? Yeah, so my least convention moment was like 80% of Rhode Island Comic Con, except for two saving graces, um, which I'm going to actually talk about later. Um, so we got, we got there Saturday and it took us an hour to get into the building at like Saturday at like, I think we got there at like 1030. Um, so it took an hour and I should like draw on the map of the way the line went. So we went an hour outside and this was November in Rhode Island. Luckily it wasn't ridiculously cold. I think it was in like the low forties, which is still cold, but it was sunny and there was no wind. So that helped. But it was cold and the line just snaked around outside forever and i get it they they so they have the bag checks and the metal detectors and i think they had nine or ten which is a, a decent number but like the convention the only way to get in was to the dunkin donut center and then you could only go one direction around the dunkin donut center to get into the convention center and then the only way to get into the convention center from the mall was if you were a VIP or if you were staying at the hotel that was connected to it. So it was one way in, which is horrible. Um, the traffic flow was horrible at one point. So when you get into the Dunkin' Don into the convention center, immediately on your left is a room at the expo hall, and you can't go in that way. You have to go through the convention center to the end to get in. Meanwhile, the traffic is coming out of that room into the traffic trying to get into the room so i'm like i said to my friends i'm like with much more colorful language like why is the exit of the expo room going into the traffic trying to get into the expo room why is this not the entrance and not the exit and the janitor next to me goes 
thank you. You are so much smarter than the people running this event. You should run it. I'm like, no. <laughs> Not jumping on that grenade. And, uh, and they had bars oh. set up, which is fine. Like, I'm a big fan of Dragon Con and the bars they have set up. But at one point, I was trying to get into the expo hall in the convention center, and I had to go around a line of 15 people that was blocking one of the doors to the expo center. And there was another one causing another, they were just causing choke points that were unnecessary because I'm pretty sure it marketed itself as a family-friendly convention. And not that there's anything wrong with drinking, but I just don't see those things going together. Um, so, yeah, it was a mess. And um, I swear I'll never go back, but they'll probably get some guests that I need to see, and that's the reason why we went. And they'll, they'll, cancel, and, and they'll cancel the day before the con. Oh, yeah. yeah. Go see the con. Go see them somewhere else. Anywhere else. I I, I was so I I was I was working the Five Hundred First Legion booth at Rhode Island Comic Con with our Five Hundred First Rebel Legion Mandalorian Mercs R two builders. We had kind of our Star Wars section, and the two things that stood out to me about the lines there were Norman Reedus and a ton of other Walking Dead guests canceled like the morning of the first day because they were still like shooting. And they had like they were gonna have like a big Walking Dead land section basically in one corner of where our that the lines for it would have gone right in front of our boot of our area, and I just remember thinking, if this had if they had actually been in attendance, it would have been a nightmare for us. But I also remember you sent me um, an app showing me your location, mm -hmm. and it was on the other side of the major highway. Yep. <laughs> I got there like. I'm like, ask me where I am so I can send the thing on an app and on the iPhone. <laughs> and I, I, I showed this to mem other people in the booth, and like their jaws just hit the floor in disbelief. It was half a mile away. Yeah. Because they had uh, one entrance. Like you uh, can't, ha like hacks fix that. Like the first year they had the bag the metal detectors, it was a disaster Friday morning. But then they're like. Okay, I guess we're gonna have to use all the doors now. When before they wanted to kind of streamline people, right? You can't do that anymore. That's why, like at um, concert venues or sporting events, like there are multiple entrances with metal detectors and bag checks, and they do it every day almost, um, or multiple times. And like I've I've never waited that long to get into a concert or or a game, and it's because. I mean, yeah, they have every day, you know, multiple days to perfect it, you know, like Disney does, but you need more than one entrance. Like, it's, it's got to happen. I had never felt so unsafe. The only time I felt unsafe in a crowd like that was at Dragon Con after the parade went out. That It felt like that, like just wall-to-wall -wall people at some point. And these people, have, they've... This seems to be a recurring issue with Rhode Island Comic Con. And I don't know about their the other events these people run, but... Every year I hear about crowd management issues at this convention. And even the first year when I was there, it wasn't great. What makes me so. sad is these people on Facebook commenting saying, Oh, I had a great time and da 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 I'm like, This is I'm like, Do you have anything to compare this to? Like, this is not the normal experience you should have. Like, oh waiting lines is normal. I'm like, Yeah, sometimes. It doesn't take an hour to get in. Like I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, um, I could go on and on, but I won't. But, but I mean, that, and that—that's the I think, and is the kind of the expectation, you know, there to use some stuff um, is I've seen, you know, uh, Star Wars Celebration. People waited overnight for the big events and stuff, but they made that known right in advance. You're going to be waiting overnight. We're going to keep the food vendors running. You're going to do it, but you'll be if you stand in line. You will get to the, the go be in the room for this major panel and stuff like that, and I think that's the di big difference is things like that. You have to manage expectations, and again, Rhode Island has had time to learn from this mistake, and they clearly, for whatever reason, don't want to. Well, also it's frustrating that you mentioned food. Is we didn't know if well, we couldn't get back. There's a, a bridge that connects the convention center to the mall, like any you know normal facility would do so we could get to the mall getting back we'd have to go back outside around i mean at that point the line was gone but we would have to go all the way back outside to the dunk dunk center 
all the way back through Dungan Donuts Center just to get to the convention center. Like, so we didn't go to the mall. And if you, you guys know, if I go to a mall and there's a Sephora, I will spend like $50, $75 at least and buy food. So like me by myself, I probably could have spent $100 at that mall because I have no spending control. <laughs> and I probably wasn't the only one. So the mall probably missed out on, you know, people going over to spend money there. So I'd be pretty yeah. What about you, Doug? Rhode Island Comic Con? Uh, no. Um, actually, despite all the good things I have to say about Star Wars Celebration, one of the lowest points for me was actually at Star Wars Celebration. Um, the line for the official merch store. I mean, there was you know vendors all over the place, but the official merch store didn't take me one hour to get through it. Didn't take me two hours. Didn't take me three hours. Four hours hours and be because they had they kept like limiting the people that could go into the area to browse and they had like the vip lane and the you know the special needs lane which i understand you know you pay a little extra money get in early or you know you have special needs you need to have special access i get that but when i am standing in the same spot at the front to go look at stuff to buy for 30 minutes and then I grab my stuff and then get back in line for another two hours with all my purchases in hand. Something, and it never got any better this all weekend. Something is seriously wrong. Like, I, like, they weren't having people, like, tell people when a checkout lane was open, things like that. I swear they kept us in line to get us just so, like, punchy and bewildered that. We'd spend more money. I got this weird, like, Sarlacc Pit plush Frisbee type thing. I don't even know. And I think it's because by the time I got to the actual merchandise, I was just so disoriented that I just was like, buy all the things. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, like, this, I don't. What? what? This, 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 this is like my weird, It has a little Boba Fett that, like, has Velcro so you can touch it to the top. I. I don't know what this is and why I bought it, but I did. You bought it because you might think you wanted it later and you didn't want to wait in line again. Exactly. And at least you can throw it at somebody. <laughs> Maybe. My, my, my girlfriend was doing a shift with the Rebel Legion afterwards, and she's like, okay, I'll do this and I'll get over. And then we started looking at the clock, looking at the clock. And it's like, well, I have to go step out. I got to go do my shift at the Rebel Legion booth, which, okay, love you. See you later. And then I'm sitting there with our friend and like, man, wouldn't it be funny if she got done with her two-hour shift before we got out of line? Sure enough, my clock, my watch hit four o'clock as I was the next person waiting for a checkout lane. And there she was waiting for me at the end. Whoa. Oh. That, Another I, again, fine read pop convention. <laughs> I love this convention, but that just, I, I, the fact that I did not murder somebody after that is a testament to how good the rest of the cod was. I mean, read is not foreign to merchandise either. It's like Hunger Games that packs with their merchandise too, so I don't understand why that was so much more challenging. And I, I talked to people who had done it before, like done Star Wars Celebration, and they said they've never had a problem before. They did something wrong. And, like, the thing I remember, one of the things that really stands out to me is when you were waiting for, you know, oh, Register 8 is now open. They didn't have anybody really telling the attendees that it was open, no way to indicate it. Like, make a red and green sign to, like, hold up, hey, I'm open. And people were shouting it from the other end of the thing because the... Like, you had the end of the line here, and then it was uh, all the way on the other side to let people know. And a staff member comes over and tells people to stop yelling. It's like, then do your job. <laughs> to have someone tell the people are open. And it was, for a lot of us, it was a way to just kind of get some stress relief out after being in line for so long. Rant over. Oh. <laughs> all right. Time for my rant. Uh, my least favorite, it was the Silicon Valley Comic Con Masquerade, or Costume Contest, whatever they called it. This is the second Silicon Valley Comic Con 
And the people who organize this used to run other events before this. So they're not strangers to putting on conventions, but this was one of the most disorganized, not the most disorganized, that might go to Fanime, but uh, one of the most disorganized masquerades I've seen. Definitely one of the worst events I saw all year. Uh, the guy had a list of participants and they weren't in the right order or he was missing people or he had extra people. Uh, so his list didn't match what people were lined up backstage. So he, uh, about halfway through, he just started going back and saying, who are you? And then introducing them and going back. But uh, before he got that process down, there were long, long pauses while he left the stage, went back to figure out what's going on. And for all I know, he was trying to organize it himself back there. And so there's a, uh, a sign language interpreter on stage that was doing sign language for anybody that needed it that was just awkwardly standing there while he, well, nobody else is on stage. And so I recorded the video of this masquerade and I edited out all of the long awkward pauses because really you don't want to sit through all that. But I did put in like 10 minutes later, <laughs> five minutes later, so that everybody would know exactly how long we had to sit there. And uh, in the best of episode that aired uh, a couple weeks ago, I put in my super cut of him coming on stage and coming back, coming on stage, all the technical difficulties. I was watching that earlier today. I didn't know if I should laugh or cry. Both. It was uh, so they, uh, and the con as a whole, it, it's way too crowded because, you know, it's all Steve Wozniak and, He's putting on a convention, and so every news outlet covers it like it's the only convention in town, but it's not. And so it gets a lot of people who normally don't go to conventions going, and the layout is terrible. It's just too crowded, and the, the programming's hard to get into. Um, so uh, generally, I'd recommend people avoid it and go to some other convention. And I almost gave my least favorite moment to Gallifrey, though, because they had a policy of no video period and if you see my con report from back in february i get angry about this because they they said no video and I'm like you're sold out it's not like you're gonna lose attendees so yeah but yeah silicon valley comic-con that that was the worst so um the next item on the list is favorite costume and i'll I didn't do a costume this year. I didn't have a new one. I did improve my Doctor Who hand in a jar uh, on an episode of Know How. End of last year or early this year, Padre and I replaced the lights because I had just had Christmas lights in there. And he put in LED strips. And it's so bright now. And it's powered by some nice uh, rechargeable batteries. And so it's so bright. And you can, oh, it looks so good now. So it's the only new prop I have. So maybe next year it'll be my, uh, my mouse droid. Uh, how about you, Doug? Favorite costume? Um, sure. Uh, this was one, this was this crazy idea I got. So I was reading the Gundam Thunderbolt manga to kind of get caught up and get ready for all the Gundam Thunderbolt programming. They were going to have at anime NYC. And there's this one ridiculous panel of one of the characters, these, you know, his um, his giant robots getting repaired by these guys that have kind of taken to making him the kind of their mascot, and they all looked up to him. And there's this great panel of all these big burly guys, like, we even made t-shirts to support you, and they're all, like, flexing and everything, and hopefully he can get a picture of it up, like, here. Um, and I just looking at this, I'm like, okay, these are just, like, plain white t-shirts and they're all just wearing kind of like uh, cargo pants and I was like we could do this and I was just I reached out to four of my uh, four friends and I'm like guys you can tell me I'm crazy but here's a picture can we do this would you be I'm gonna do this are you guys game and thankfully I had some awesome friends who was like yeah why not let's go for it <laughs> um and we wore them, and it was so much fun. Like, 
because it was like one of those things where okay, if one person's wearing it, cool, that's they're in a costume. Two, hey, they're doing a they're doing something. And then like when you get three or more people in a costume group, all of a sudden it's like something's going on. Like especially when it's a uniform and they're all wearing the same thing. And like we have people asking us, where did you get those? And like I just went to a local screen printer, had the logo put on, some white t-shirts. But probably the coolest part about this was we wore them to the, of course, the Gundam Thunderbolt uh, panel. And someone from the, on the Japanese side who has access to the Thunderbolt account took our picture, posted it on the official Japanese Gundam Thunderbolt uh, Twitter account. With you know, just like, hey, look, it's the it's the Daryl's repair crew. Thanks for coming, guys. And that was cool on itself. But then uh, Yasuo Otagaki, the guy who draws the Gundam Thunderbolt manga, retweeted it as well. So the guy that drew the panel saw our thing and decided to retweet it out. And like, we got like at least like two hundred likes on on Twitter with this one thing. And it was just awesome. And then we wore them again to the Gundam Thunderbolt concert the day after. And they had an autograph session that we went to um, by the composer. And there was a Japanese TV station there that noticed us and asked us for interviews <laughs> because we were in these crazy costumes. And this is something we put together in like three weeks time. That was just get green cargo pants and I'm going to print out some t-shirts. And so... Proof that like a simple costume that you put together last minute can be awesome, and that's I loved it. Yeah, I, I saw you tweet when it got uh, retweeted. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like I've I've never had something that crazy that last minute turn out that well, and it was just real luck, and you know, just kind of asking your friends to come along have fun, which is what cosplay should be. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth, was your favorite costume uh, L Luna from Final Fantasy X? I mean, Lulu. Lulu? No, Sorry. couldn't make it. Um, so my favorite was, I did another um, Sakizo costume. I did the ice cream showcase one where she has an ice cream sandwich on her head. And that was my favorite because it's the first time in a couple years I put in a ton of work into a costume, like, a lot of the fabric is, is dyed to get the colors I want, and a lot of the trim is dyed, and there's beads and flatback curls everywhere, and um, a lot of different things that I did to put in it. And then I entered it at Massive Comic Con and won Best Master and $100. So that was also pretty cool. It's the first time I've won money for a costume contest. So. Um, went back towards some of the costs of it. Actually, I didn't spend that much on it because they um, used um, actually a lot of stuff on hand that I was able to use for it, which is because um, I'm a hoarder. But uh, yeah, that was definitely my favorite costume. And in the reference picture, there's another girl with her that's like a, a yellow motif, and a friend of mine is making that picture, so hopefully we'll wear those at Capsucon, so that would be Cool. Shiva? <laughs> um, <clears throat> mine was uh, Princess Serenade from Eternal Sonata. I saw it, probably, I think 2009 is when I first said I wanted to make it, and it was way too complicated for me at the time, but I knew I was going to keep it on my list. And um, in 2016, after I'd made all like the crazy um, Final Fantasy summoners, I was like, I think I'm finally ready, finally ready to do this costume. Um, but I didn't finish it that year. I wanted to finish it originally for AB 2016, but I finally did it for Capsicon 2017. It has like a bajillion layers. It was still ridiculously hard. Um, you but remade how many of the skirts? I had to, there's like five skirts to this damn thing, and I remade like at least three of them more than once because it just doesn't, like it's not possible to recreate what they're trying to do um, very easily. So it's finally done, and I like how it came out. So I'm, I was really happy with that. And sketch? Uh, well, for me, I made a lot of costumes, actually. A lot of simple costumes, but um, the one that I was really proud of was actually my Gene Starwin from Outlaw Star. Oh, uh, that was cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, it's a simple costume when you think about it. It was a little complicated trying to get the draping cloak right, but 
uh, putting just building something simple, but building it right really paid off and it really came out well. And um, normally, like, I try to make my own props, um, but I ended up buying a, a, pre, a, a kit uh, from a Blue Squirrel. And um, it's a really nice kit, but it was one of those things where just like, you know, it was kind of nice just to not have to try to figure stuff out, just try to make it from, you know, the, but making it, I was able to customize it. So, like, the prop is really good. Holsters really well, and uh, the shoulder pads are really on point. And, made um, your own bodysuit. Made my own bodysuit because I thought, hey, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and it, it, it was just really nice to do one of the old animes that I fell in love with when I, you know, started going to conventions and finally making it a decade later. <laughs> Over a decade later. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I really, I really love that one. Cool. And uh, do you have a favorite event of 2017? Um, well, the favorite part I have, it was more just the experience of going to it. Um, uh, Anime Lawson, we went to the gaming room late at night. Is almost the entire uh, new Voltron team. And uh, they had the, uh, the, was it the Kinex dance party uh, game up on one of the walls. So you just see four of us trying to match the silhouettes in the game, dancing around. That was amazing. Thankfully, there was no video of it, but uh, believe me, it was it was. That was, it was nice. I I, uh, I was dressed up as Shiro. I picked up Keith, and then Keith didn't know how to you know be brought down again, and I ended up dropping Keith on their ass. <laughs> But yeah, it, it was fun. I, I like the anime Boston, uh, the gaming, what they do now. They have it in the big event room and uh, they, they pump the AC, but I mean, it just, it, you don't feel claustrophobic. You really can see all the games and you really don't smell anything from the people who just sit there the entire weekend. <laughs> and Shiva. Um, I think my favorite uh, this year was the anime Boston masquerade. Um, I, end up judging performance again, which I've done for the last several years. Uh, and it was a great show. It was always well run. Uh, the only thing I would say about it, and I think needs to change, is um, back in the day when we used to compete in it, if you were going to do uh, performance, you also had to be judged for craftsmanship. If you wanted to only be judged for craftsmanship, you did like the fashion show. But if you're going to do a skit, you had to be judged for both. But recently, they changed that to say, okay, well, you can choose to only be judged for your performance. And the problem with that, from a judging perspective, is that, um, you know, then you can't win best in show. Um, and so I think it was initially put in place because they wanted to encourage more novice people to join. They felt like people were intimidated by the costuming skills, but they want to still be able to perform. So I, I get where the concept was coming from. The problem is that that was not restricted to like the novice entrance. So we have people in the intermediate, with people in the master's division, who they're not competing, whether they made their costumes or not, in craftsmanship. So we ended up having to pick maybe like our fifth or sixth year choice of Best and Jonah. It wasn't that, you know, they were bad, but there were all these performances that were really, really good that we would have loved to give the awards to, and we couldn't consider them because they weren't judged for craftsmanship. And so it was really frustrating from a judging perspective. Um, and I don't think, especially, we kept thinking in the audience, they're going to think we're out of our mind. Like, why aren't we picking agents? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Oh, no. yeah. They don't know that we are not allowed to pick them. Yeah. Um, and so it, it probably comes off from the audience perspective as unfair judging, which is also frustrating. Yeah. So we recommended, we're like, look, if you're going to compete, at least in Masters, you have to make have to like you, you know suck it costume. up and like judge your costume you can't be too scared if you made it to the master's division you shouldn't be too scared yeah. to have your costume because the done. thing too is like best in show doesn't necessarily mean that you had the best costume in no. conjunction it means that you had a really great crafted costume plus your skit and right. performance were great and in, in my experience competing you never have your best costume and your best skit happen at the same time you have to focus on one or the other right so usually most of our skits that won awards were not our best costumes, but we still made them good enough and got them judged that we could win one of those combo awards. And I think that we need to go back to that and stop, you know, especially for the intermediate levels, being worried about it. 
It's yeah. all part of the process. Yeah, it was, you just I get why they tried it, it yeah. but yeah. Yeah. Elizabeth, favorite event? Um, so my favorite event was the all the costume contests at Costume Con. So back in January, I made a, like, I mean, it's it was, like, still three months away, but made a kind of last-minute decision to go to Costume Con up in, um, outside Toronto this year with my mom. Um, it helped that the exchange rate with the U.S. dollar was really good. <laughs> um, so it ended up being less expensive than we thought it would be, so. Um, the costume contests are amazing, and they are different from the, you know, anime um, type of shows where it's not so much a performance as it is a presentation, but still, you know, there's funny and really amazing presentations as well. I mean, you only get like a minute, but people pack in a lot in a minute. Um, so there was just the gamut of all sorts of stuff, just in the sci-fi and fancy masquerade, and then they have a historical one, and then they have um, other ones throughout the weekend, so yeah, those were always awesome to see, um, and because it was only and only decided three months at a time that I was going to go. I didn't enter, um, which was fine. So it was really cool to, to see see the shows. Cool, Doug. Um, so I gushed about this when I did my con report, but um, once again, more anime NYC and Gundam Thunderbolt. The Gundam Thunderbolt concert that they had at the, this year was simply amazing. It had you know it was the jazz music the kind of freeform jazz that's part of the soundtrack which is not the type of music you normally think of when you go to a concert at a convention it felt much more like you were almost even though it was a larger you know medium it felt like a much more intimate setting and it just for visuals just had kind of a loop a couple loops of footage from the two uh, movies things like that and it's a kind of a little bit of less is more it it was simple but really effective and i still say it's probably the best concert i've ever been to at a convention and i've been seen jam project twice i've seen tim revolution a couple times um i saw flow this year at oticon but this one just there was something special about it and i want to see us you know either get more like that or see more concerts at anime conventions try and find something different to do and it was so neat <laughs> i really loved it and i kind of was thinking about this as we were prepping for this episode what was it and i was kind of wondering you know is my amazement of it and my appreciation of the event going to cool in the weeks after the convention am i going to change my mind and we're now, you know, several weeks later. I'm still listening to that soundtrack. I'm still looking at the video I shot of it, still thinking, wow, that was that was awesome to see. And the fact that I'm still mo maintaining momentum on that, I think says a lot about how cool and how unique that concert was. All right. And uh, my favorite event was Night Attack from Nerdtacular. Uh, particularly for the reason that they had Will Harris, uh, and he was wasted. <laughs> he was so drunk, and he sang a song about chicken nuggets, and I, I think I can get a clip in here. Nuggets, 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 chicken nuggets, go ahead. People love them. But I, but I, ah, but I need them, I need the nuggets so bad. Then get them, get them in the, get them in a song. Guys, you guys think, uh, think Will's doing a great job right now? Let's go. Chicken nuggets. Will's not going to remember any of this tomorrow. It's fine. It's fine. Who else seen a leprechaun? Say yeah. yeah. All right. Nugs, nugs, nugs. Gotta get them nugs. Nugs, nugs. Gotta get them nugs. Nugs, nugs, gotta get them nugs, nugs, nugs. So I went down to the local fast food place, decided that I was gonna stuff my face. Couldn't decide whether to wear sandals or Uggs, 
they had to choose between a cheeseburger or nugs. Oh, nugs, 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 sweet nugs. Oh, nugs, 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 sweet nugs. Then I had the most intense feeling of regret when I ended up with my pants a little wet and it turns out I'd eaten none more knocks than I should and I ended up looking like Brian Brushwood it was a Nugs, 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 and nugs! Ladies and gentlemen, Will Harris! It was hilarious and very spontaneous, and uh, I, I enjoyed it, and it was kind of a highlight of Nerdtacular for me. Uh, our next category is favorite guest, and that's also nerdtacular for me. Uh, Pollen Storm performed, and if you're not familiar with Pollen Storm, great music. Uh, they've done some stuff on the new Mystery Science Theater, and that had just come out uh, right before nerdtacular. So I was wearing my Mystery Science Theater shirt, and uh, it was great seeing them perform live. And uh, if you ever get a chance to see Pollen Storm, definitely go see it. How long did it take to go through the uh, Captain's Wife Lament? Like two hours? Uh, not quite that long, no. And uh, <laughs> But yeah, they, they played to the audience real well at this event. And I also learned uh, they... Uh, I, I, learned, I didn't know that they were part... I forget the name of the group they were with before. But I had heard the songs and it's like, wait, that was them? Uh the look at my enormous penis song that was them when they were part of uh da vinci's notebook yeah that was it favorite guests uh doug um i don't have much so i'm just gonna say uh kikuchi-san at anime nyc because it was part of the concert keep it simple yeah that works elizabeth um, yeah, so the reason we went to Rhode Island Comic Con was to see, um, so I got super into Critical Role this summer, um, and she did some guest spots on that, so we wanted to go see her in our Critical Role costumes, uh, which was amazing. She, like, freaked out, and we talked to her for a while, and she was just so, so nice, and we talked D&D and Critical Role, and that was, that was really awesome video of us to put it on our Twitter, which was cool. Um, and also met Weird Al there, so that was fun. The only two shining highlights of Rhode Island. Nice. And Shiva. I'm scaring, I'm sharing my mustache, though. Okay, so uh, my favorite uh, guest was uh, Nathan Fillion. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. I actually didn't get to meet him. Um, he, he, because of his run on uh, Castle, he hasn't really been gone to the conventions that I can get to. Uh, so I've always been like wanting to go, and I finally get to go. And um, well, uh, my son was a month away from being born, and she can't fly, and I'm not gonna go chance the gods or uh, destiny that if I went to the convention without her, that I wouldn't have to fly back right away because he's gonna be you know premature. So I didn't go, but. My sister and one of my really good friends were there, and they spent the hour to go in line to see him, went to his autograph session right after, um, just so that they could talk about me to him, <laughs> about like how I do all most of his, you know, I, do, I cosplay most of his characters. Did they show him one of our Firefly photos? Yeah, show one of our Firefly photos uh, uh, where we're kissing, because, you know, we're, you know, sappy and gross. Uh, and he goes, oh, he should get her a soapbox so he doesn't have to bend over so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, well, I'll just see if I can try to track him down at another convention. Yeah, I just I, you get the autograph. Yeah, my, they, my, my sister got me the autograph, and you know, I have that, and I can put it up next to um, 
uh, Haley. Haley Jewel, uh, and uh, that I got from years ago. So, yeah, that, that was my favorite guest. Awesome. And uh, so our tradition every year is we give out our Better Luck Next Year Award, and that's for a convention that didn't really make it or some event or something that didn't really go as planned, and hopefully next time it goes better. Um, I'm going to give mine to Crunchyroll Expo, the entire expo. Uh, they, it was the first year for them. Uh, it was organized by uh, Left Field Media, and they've done events before. Uh, so they should know better, but it's, in, my, in what I saw, it seemed to suffer from a lack of staffing. Uh, I'd walk down the hall and wouldn't see a single staff member. And there'd be people just sitting in the middle of the hall, blocking the hallway, nobody there to say, hey, can you guys please move? Uh, the artist alley had some aisles that were cramped and others that had tons of space. And just overall, it seems like it needed more attention, more love. And I know some of the people involved with it, and I know they worked hard on it, but it, it needs more attention. And there were some issues that just really needed to be fixed that they, they should have planned for and hopefully next time they'll they'll do better um still waiting to see if they announce dates for next year and that where was, that was interesting you mentioned the artist alley because left field media also did anime nyc and they had the same problem of some areas were wide open and some were super cramped i mean just look at the room ahead of time before it opens and see like oh this tons of space in this aisle not there i oh it's not that hard um, how about you, Doug? What's what's your better luck next year? Um, I'm really emphasizing the better luck next year aspect part of it, but um, Anime Next's panels department—they were terrible about communicating. People, some people said, you know, weren't hearing back, and because they didn't hear back, said, "Well, cancel me." And they were on panels at other panels, getting called saying why aren't you at your panel? And like, I'm at the other one that I'm scheduled at. I canceled that, things like that. I saw panel room schedules, like the schedule on the sheet of paper outside the wall contradicted itself, things like that. And I've already been told by a couple people on staff, yeah, this was a disaster. It is one of our priorities to fix next year. So I want to see him fix it. And despite all that uh, headache and confusion, I still really had a good time at Anime Next, so I really do hope that they fix this because it was kind of the one real downside of the event. Yeah, it seems like better planning again. Though uh, I mean, the the only thing I've heard was oh there was like a family emergency and stuff, which I understand life happens, but that's when you you know basically call out to your other staffers hey something's come up i need help you know i can't focus on this right now and this is where your staff support network helps fill in the gaps yeah there yeah. should be a, an assistant for something like that that can fill in and, and and take over if something happens um elizabeth better luck next year oh my god Katsukon, please figure out your pre-reg line like i feel like i've said this every year also, I really hope that your event is not shut shut short, uh, cut short. There it is, due to some um, Republican event again, like it was this year. That I felt actually really bad for you guys. Um, but yeah, please fix your pre-reg line. Like, come on. <laughs> and uh, Shiva, oh, I got you. I want to add that was yours. That was mine. <clears throat> that was my. Uh, Better luck next year. <laughs> How is it possible it keeps getting worse? It's well, not even like it gets it's just worse every year. Yeah, I want to add on to the, what Elizabeth says, that they have the technology in place. They're just not using it. They're not organized well enough. Because, honestly, I went up and showed my printout, which has the little scan code. The girl took it, didn't even bother going to the freaking like I, iPad, and said, oh, obviously it looks like everything else. I'm going to just okay it and threw a badge at me trying to get through the line like there's there's a there's a disconnect between you know having the the equipment and using it 
And the only thing I can say is good about that line is you can get a lot of street passes in one night. But that's about it. You know, it's, it is absurd. It gets two this time because it's a reoccurring problem. Better luck next time. All right. Um, mine, uh, Dragon Con slash the Marriott. All right. A few years ago, they were probably throwing beer bottles onto like, the crowd below. And then last year, there were chairs. Like, can we figure this out before someone gets seriously injured? Like, it's kind of frightening me to go back now and, like, be there and get, like, yeah, it's just too crowded now. And at this point, if the way this is escalating with size from bottle to chair, next year is going to be a car. <laughs> <laughs> that they're going to take the time to disassemble, bring up to the room, reassemble, and push off a balcony. Yeah. I remember when it was just army men with parachutes. Can we go back to that? And so, lastly, we've got favorite convention of 2017. I went to 12 conventions. I don't know if that's a record for me. I haven't checked. No, it's not. <laughs> It's not? It's not. You've done done 12 before. But 12. And uh, the favorite one was Nerdtacular. Uh, I think I said that the last time I went to Nerdtacular. It was just so much fun. Everybody's so friendly. And I I wish I could go back, and I wish they would have it again. But that was the last one. So it's a good way to go out, I guess. Okay. Anybody else? What's your favorite convention? Uh, we only went to two this year, but I would say Anime Boston. Anime Boston. Um, and, and I would say the biggest reason this year is they had that horrible problem with their security lines last year, and mm. they solved it big time. Like, big time. We even had special passes because we were masquerade judges to, to bypass the line. We never even had to use them. Like, we probably yeah. waited 30 seconds each time. We were yeah. very impressed. I mean, I'm sure it probably had its heavy hours, but for the most part, it was a vast improvement. Doug? Um, I was going to, I'll have to say Star Wars Celebration. I remember initially thinking, I don't know if I could ever do a convention that focused on just one fandom, but the community of this con just made it so much fun. And everyone, like the community, really is what makes it. Everyone wanted to share their good time with each other. And you heard so many stories of like Ryan Jansen coming to the midnight of people in the overnight line, stopping by to talk to everyone in line. And the community of it was just awesome. So, yeah, I can't wait to go back and I hope to have a couple of you guys were there with me. I'll be there. I'm betting the next one's going to be in Anaheim right when they open Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. I bet. Uh, I, I was reluctant to go all the way down to Florida, but now I can say I will go all the way from Boston to California for, in for Anaheim for this convention. I had that much fun. Uh, Anaheim Convention Center is a good place. I like I like the conventions that are there, uh, but I, I think they haven't announced when it is because they don't know if Galaxy's Edge will be ready. So, and Elizabeth, favorite convention. Uh, mine was Costume Con 35 up in Toronto, um, outside Toronto. I can't say the sound. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I can't pronounce it. So, but oh, it was a blast. Um, all costumes were dates for four days. I love it. I can't wait till it's in Massachusetts. It's in Massachusetts in 2019? 2019. Yep. Year and a half now. I'm going to try. We'll see. Maybe I can get there. We'll see. And so that does it. This is the end of season nine. Oh my god! <laughs> and in two weeks, I'll be starting season ten with the ten largest conventions of 2017. How uh, are we still doing this? I don't know. <laughs> when will the madness end? How have you guys not gotten sick of me yet? <laughs> Uh, and uh, any parting words as we end season nine Um, thank you to all our fans I actually had several fans come up to me like either tweet at me or talk to me at conventions and seeing some of the reactions and people really giving us feedback and everything really kind of reminds me why we why I keep doing this and everything so thank you to our fans yeah I ran into a few at Crunchyroll Expo and uh, some other cons and I, I usually have stickers on me when when I'm 
when I'm doing it. So uh, yeah, if you see me, I probably have some stickers, and I can give you some. So. All right, I guess that does it, and uh, we'll see you all next year. Bye. 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 Later, guys. Say the end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>